0: Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast. This week we discuss the first round of the new season, we talk to midfielder Gianni Stenzis. we talk the ins and outs of our first game against the Wanderers and Jimmy has his bye week. I'm Fred and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. Hey boys.
1: Hey Fred, how are you Fred? mate? I'm good. Phil, really no, Phil not here. Fredsky. It's, it's a bit different but this, I'm enjoying weird it. weird for everyone I, I can imagine. Fred's the host so shout out to Fred for... Uh, Coming in as a sub for Jimmy, who has his bye week as we just said, so... You're Off the bench.
0: You're Thank- weird-looking Jimmy. Thankfully, I have a head for radio, so this works out well. Mate, welcome to
1: the, welcome to the, the head for radio club, mate. <laughs> it
0: is, it is. Um, <laughs> welcome to the host desk, don't stuff
2: it up while you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> This is probation. It is probation. <laughs> I, I
0: like it. So, my question this week is, Jimmy didn't actually tell me where the mute button is for Morrow, so sorry, <laughs> everyone. Um I, I, I can't, I can't well, I'm closest to I'm saying closest
1: saying. to Aaron, so what I can do is just turn his mic off. That's so it. That's the, that's the best that I can do, but I think they, you're stuck with him.
3: Josh and I would not be any help with the technical side of things, so this is up to you. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I, I'm pretty would just
1: hopeless. Be like,
0: you just hit it with a hammer. Pretty much. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm good with setting up all the gear all that we right. use to record, but anything to do with recording is not my thing. So,
0: so our first game of the season against the Wanderers 2-1. Mm. First of all, how good's Bank West though? Oh, yeah,
3: let's talk about that
0: <laughs> Go on. It is a, what a beautiful stadium what If you a stadium. ever get the opportunity you know, to go to Bank West Why don't you just keep
1: rubbing go. it in for me right? you, had there, phone you? Phone. you
0: had to be there You had to be there
2: I'm with you Josh
0: the, the, Removing all of the Wanderers fans it, Just mm, being yeah. able to be that close to a football game is amazing nice I was steep. disappointed in the Wanderers fans I, I would have thought that their first game at their new home Banging on for a, almost a year, that they're coming home and they only getting seventeen thousand is a little disappointing in my in my books. Super stoked of all the Mariners fans that rocked up. Yeah, it looked like it a decent turnout. I, I wish Hensibus.
3: we could get seventeen thousand and say it was disappointing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did,
1: well, what did you think? Par was twenty. Do you think they should have got at least twenty?
0: That should have been full. That stadium okay. should have been full. The oh, first game geez. of this season in their so-called was brand it new thirty-five thousand. Yeah,
1: that's asking a lot, but
3: I—I can meet the
0: high expectations. <laughs> no, I'm <but> sorry. Yeah, <laughs> If 17 you go is only on half full. And all this alleged talk that they stopped Macarthur coming no, I, in early, I, I, I agree, because they wanted to bed in their new stadium. You can't blame the weather either, because
1: it was—it was a cool, overcast day. It
0: pissed down. Well, it rained on the coast, didn't it, Josh? Well, Did you no. know, it
1: football in the, the rain day. is funner. So,
3: so
2: it didn't it's rain not, in the stadium
3: uh well i don't know because we would have been kept dry because of the roof the roof just about covers
2: how yeah, good's having a awesome. roof for active yeah. What, yeah. A what a stadium, stadium. what um, a thrilling con- no, look, concept I, that is
3: i agree i agree to an extent about the crowd um but i think seventeen thousand is still more than par of the course i get the whole Against you know, the know they they winch they winch for three or four years and all this sort of stuff and there was a lot of things going around about you know well they're 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 waiting for the new stadium, blah, blah, blah. So because they carried on like that, they were made to maybe look a little bit silly that they didn't get maybe over 20, but I think 17's more than reasonable. I thought I thought there maybe would have been more in the RBB. They still make good noise, but I thought there maybe would have been more up there considering the whole um, safe standing that was all there, which looked awesome, by the way, which is a dream. Yeah, um, that was cool. Are but
1: we are we underestimating the impact of their last couple of seasons and how much everybody hated Homebush? Well that's absolutely that's another oh, thing. Totally. I think
3: totally. that's that's a huge factor. I think they their active is probably at their height, which I guess was probably ACL win. Yes. Yeah. I think their active since then is probably halved
0: if I'd not I'd say if that's not fair. less there was there was Plus a time the there, they had with the FFA and all that yeah i mean stuff, so there was that. a time there was a
1: split in the RBB as well yeah
3: like there was a time there where they at the old Parramatta they had that full end all full that end where the RBB was all full and on the weekend it looked like half that so but incredible stadium Definitely, it.
2: definitely lower numbers. But I, I was thinking, you know, maybe the crowd wasn't good. But I, like you, Luke, think seventeen thousand after the, what they've been through. Um, you know, that they did everything in their power for the last couple of years to drive fans away. Everything in their power to destroy the active support uh, at all levels of the game. And now we expect them then when they first come home to this place to start from the rooftop instead of the cellar. Mm. Well, it'll take a while. Did the size of the stadium have an impact on how? Many, it looked like we're in the safe standing active.
3: Possibly, because they all squish in.
2: Yeah, because yeah. it did yeah. It did look a little low, low um, numbers-wise, but then I wasn't really sure because it's hard to get a real perspective on the numbers when you're looking at it on TV. So, And I didn't turn up either.
0: Talking about TV, mm. video. An assistant and referee showed its ugly head again. Um, should it have been a red bow for Georgeski at halftime on Murray? Should have intervened?
1: Mm, that's yes. that's a f- it was a total 50 50 for me i think what well, as, a, as a biased mariners fan of course i wanted it to be a red but if if i was a neutral i would say that you know yellow obviously but 50 50 on the red so yeah i think that's yeah 50 total 50 50 in my opinion but you guys might think different
2: Yeah, I've seen plenty from Georgeski, and I didn't see much in that one. I don't
0: like him, so I wanted a red (laughs) straight away.
2: He went over the ball, and that is never a good thing.
1: The follow-through is what got him, though. The follow-through could have meant a red, so yeah.
2: Yeah, but I didn't think it was uh, that high on the scale of Georgeski's misbehaviour on football pitches. Remember, he once was a jet, wasn't he? And he was pretty bad then. And in victory. Yeah, he's never been really liked by any of us but so like right. you just
1: said he's come up with some worse tackles for yeah sure. but
2: i could say that um you know isn't it is it any more biased to say that that could really easily have been a red than it is to say that uh dylan fox's arm was in an unnatural position
1: well we were just about to say that we, Well, fred can can lead us off just I
0: don't really well, see no difference. that's the thing you know what are our thoughts on foxy's handball you know if i very harsh
1: it's it's very harsh but with the rules, which are bloody you know, convoluted and hard to understand, it was the right call, but I don't agree with it. Even that it was, even if that it went against us, I still don't agree with it. He's got what what milliseconds reaction time to a ball that uh, I don't know. But
3: if I if I try and take away my yellow and blue eyes, I think the Georgeski thing is not clear and obvious, which is what VAR is supposed to be there for. Therefore. Mm-hmm. therefore was not thrilled with it I can live with it not being a red card but then the same needs to be said about the fox one the fact that it took the ref still a minute of looking at replays to decide if it was a handball or not to me means it's not clear and obvious so therefore shouldn't have been a penalty i think mm. they both they both stack up against each other in they're
2: not clear and obvious. That's where
1: the rules contradict themselves.
2: Yeah. And VAR are telling us that they're getting it right, and that's the price that we have to pay for getting it right. They're not getting it right. Some bloke in a box is making a subjective de- decision. That had, that subjective decision had argued... We don't know what he saw, but Fagani was out on the pitch. Did he actually see that, um, you know, that it, it flew past um, Fox's hand? So... Or did he not see it at all? I think
1: I went back to have a look at it and he was looking straight at it and, and turned away straight away. Was, didn't think it was the anything. Linesman,
3: wasn't the linesman on that side? Yeah, on I think so. So he, he, sees, see it. It. he yeah. sees
2: it. He sees it. So between
3: a referee and a linesman they still need VAR to decide whether it's a pen and then another minute of looking at slow motion replays. That's not clear and obvious.
2: To make a subjective decision that he actually had his arm in an unnatural position Mm. in order to make a handball. The thing about it was, we've all started to get used to how VAR operates, haven't we? Because when uh, in the immediate, uh, I didn't even see it um, hit Fox, to be honest, in real time. But when they then replayed it the very first time, I knew if it was going to go to VAR, it was going to be a handball. Not because I felt yeah. it was a handball myself, but because I feel that every ball, every time Every arm VAR, outstretched. Yeah, every time a referral occurs for a handball, if it touched the hand, it's a handball mm. It has been... I, I've I seen no I, evidence I, of anything I else. I think
3: I saw somewhere, timed it, of how long it was between the handball and then actually giving the penalty. I think it was... Was it five or six three, minutes? I, or, think, I, I think it, it was, was like three or four. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a while, put it that way. I, as soon as that VAR thing went up and the ball was still in play, which we... Sort of almost scored from, which would have
0: been because
1: yeah we we had we we had, half a we had an attack. Yeah. <laughs> we were attacking. So yeah.
0: what happens in that case? Well, what be- happens if we score? I believe our goal it, gets disallowed. It and gets negated
3: and then it gets called back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. if oh. if they think it's a penalty. Okay. I think if it's this, a clear and obvious error, dare yeah, I say it's yeah. <laughs> like when they had the VAR check up on the screen, and after about thirty seconds of it not going away, I thought they're going to give it. They're going to give it or the. VAR boxers thought, yeah, that's worthy of a look, which, yeah. Oh, I, don't so I don't think it was. It's
1: very harsh. Positive but, notes. But in the, yeah, very harsh in the rules. It was the right call, but I, the rules are just not too, not clear enough. If us as football fans, as like hardcore football fans are confused about it, then how are we supposed to get casual fans in? Because they'll wonder what the hell's going on.
0: That's true. That's true. So, uh, Tommy Orr and DDS... Were, we're linking up quite pleasantly uh, during the game. Uh, Tommy has found some some new form.
1: God, he's good, injury free, isn't he? Please stay injury free. Go on, Aaron. You've got your sorry. Hand up. I'm, your I'm hand just up. being.
2: On, but it's like it's. It's like we're back in no, back at school. Just talk. Yeah. No, no. Oh, you've just before, before we show more than I have. Just before we jump <laughs> off. Just before we jump off, riding off the referees. I wanted to say something positive about referees. The Why? presence of Fagani. Uh, in Australia agreed is oh. fantastic and and th- in the game okay so what you want about the Georgievski decision or the um, fox decision but i felt that he ran the game really well and everything
1: else what, everything else was good.
2: Yeah, that's what you can expect from a quality referee like and that. And someone so, that's had
1: all that experience, I think, was it Speed, who oh, I don't even want to mention him. He was an idiot.
2: Yeah. Just
1: on Cosmina, I think Cosmina was good on commentary, but Speed's just an idiot. But Speed mentioned that he refereed a World Cup game and his refereed big ACL game. So well, that's think, the sort of experience ref we need in the A-League.
2: If I remember rightly, it was a World Cup... Semi-final or quarter-final, and I think it was a semi-final. Was, France
1: for someone.
2: Yeah, and wasn't he the referee for the 2015 Asian Cup final mm-hmm. f- that we played in and won? think so possibly having a guess there a bit i think think he was the he was the
1: ref in the wanderers acl yeah so
2: so just want to be positive about that attempt to you know lift the performances of our referees because that's a fantastic thing and um briefly be negative again before i let you back at the or thing because i heard somewhere else that i won't um, i won't reveal my sources because i don't want to advertise them but i i heard i heard that in last weekend we waited over 11 minutes for var decisions over the weekend. Over the weekend. Yeah. And we averaged around about the two minute mark, which is pretty poor performance really when you consider how much of the, like have a look at Cam Sober and what he had done in that two minutes. <laughs> oh
0: when we th- when we talk about the other games there were a that way was a, more longer delays. That was like a bullet thing, games, wasn't it? Where he's
2: like full it's on right. celebrated for a, about a minute
1: Mate, and it's been called back.
2: For me, I don't want to go over it too long, but no, for me enough that enough. right there encapsulates what's wrong with the VAR. It's got nothing to do with getting the decision right or wrong. It's destroying the event. We all go there for the excitement, exhilaration for the elation, for the exhilaration, whatever you want to call it. We want to be excited. We want to jump out of our chair and go berserk or go ballistic when our team scores. You want? We'd want to do a couple of backflips like Cam Sober did, but you can't do that anymore because you're going to look like a mug. And that, that to, to take that out of the game, um, you know, all we've done is consign Cam Sober to the same place as Kerim Bullitt but to
1: Remember play the famous
0: greatest non-goal in League history. <laughs> exactly.
1: To play devil's advocate, you got to look at it from the other side with no VAR and there's a goal scored against us which on replays other offside or handball or whatever. That's when you think, "Oh, that's when VAR could have ruled one out, ruled it out and we they wouldn't have scored." But so that they can't win. So that's just me playing devil's advocate. But Do that I would agree have with But just gone back that? to the good no. old days
0: where we we spent the next day, yelling and complaining about the ref, and then we mm. moved on. Yeah. And now I, we're it's literally a week lead up of us talking about a guy watching a video replay, you
1: know, on the And if, line,
3: yeah. and if yeah. I look at the Kemp Sober goal, I it, it was that close that if that was against us, maybe not at the time, like as in like 30 seconds after they showed the replay, but maybe the next day I would go. You know what? That's that close. That that's in real it's time. It's benefit of
1: the doubt to the attacking team. Yeah,
3: in real <laughs> time, he's very quick. If a misses, if if a linesman misses that or decides that it's that close, I'm going to play advantage. I think we have to live with that if we don't want VAR. Yeah,
2: and I don't I'd, like. I'd be interested. My last going on about VAR, but and referees. But I'd be interested to know what Fogani thinks about what I've got to say about his crappy decision making on Twitter. I don't think he cares. (laughs) No, I really don't think he cares. And I don't know why any other ref would care either. So why did we care enough to spend literally millions of dollars to try and avoid a few, you know, Twitter-arty writing off a ref occasionally? And every
3: ref should stay off Twitter forever.
2: Except Matthew Breeze.
0: Because they would not survive. (laughs) (laughs) So going back to the game, obviously some standouts, Tommy or DDS put in a shift, which was good to see. Where, what else did we see That we liked
3: Well if Tommy Orr performs like that Every week with the armband Give him the armband
0: Can you see Tommy With with Tommy being so on and off Last season Can you see him putting in a shift like that It's all it's
1: year? all about him just Staying injury free mm. I'm You know Again pessimist in me As a Mariners fan I'm waiting for Something to go wrong With Tommy Orr If he's playing Going to be playing that well But I hope he stays injury free because I thought he was fantastic on the weekend.
2: He
3: yeah, he he worked for the entire game. He linked up very well in the midfield. He almost looked like a man on a mission really, which I think he I think he, he probably feels like he has a point to prove after last season after being so on and off and then when he did play, didn't play very well. Um, I thought he was I th- I thought he was at best on the weekend.
1: Speaking of man on a mission, De Silva. What's that's like a? It's like having a different player, isn't it, from mm. the, the last time he was in a Mariners We kit. We
0: have a couple of players that have something to prove. You know, I you know, agree they're, they're and hunting De for the ball when they get the ball they turn and go forward
1: De you know, Silva has been pressing unbelievably well I was going to see
2: it's the hard work aspect mm. of it Like you know, he's got that undoubted quality and he might be able to turn it on at any minute but in the last few games there's just been a work ethic like seems to have been forgotten around Mariners for a number of years and it feels good as a fan to watch mm. our team and is, know how hard they worked for us to Is generation. that
0: something that he could have picked up at his time in Sydney or is it something that could of is being revitalized in him with statch. I that think uh, we didn't have with previous coaches that he was involved. I think it'd be a bit here. of both.
1: I think probably he's learned a bit from Sydney, but I think
3: I think he realised
2: this is his last chance. Yeah, yeah. both those guys are in a place where they need to um, they need to put on the table what it is they're offering to the next club that they're going to play for. It's critical time for both of them, Danny, because he's getting to an age now where we can't call him young anymore, and Tommy or because he's getting to an age where we can't call him young at all. Mm-hmm. So so. I'd I'd like to think that if he can remain injury free, like you said, Josh, there's a lot of potential there with Tommy Orr, and yeah, I think he could play like that every week. And, and we, if he does, it'll be big for us.
3: And we did we did hear that. I can't remember if it was an, in an interview uh, in pre season or another conversation that we had that the the whole work rate for us was about work weight work rate from the front, which mm. you hear about that a lot, but all through the FFA Cup. Um, you know the Adelaide game was unfortunate and sort of probably a few other factors that didn't help that night but it was clear on the weekend that the work rate from the top Jordan Murray backwards was 100% for just about the whole game.
1: What do we think of our ball movement? I have never felt more comfortable with our ball movement for the last what five years? I thought we, we were playing it well at the back there weren't too many straight passes that i can think of uh we'll, the defense and midfield were linking quite well and the midfield and the attack were, were linking quite well as well so what did we think there, of that
0: there, there were some occasions that obviously i heard being at the game in the bay you know <laughs> with the other boys that there was some lack of urgency you know there was some slowness at times um, but then when um and there was a few, there was a couple of players that were continued to, to pass it back when they shouldn't had or, you know, Mr. A, making a run or something like that. Um, but, you know, with, 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 with Tommy and DDS and now Milan, Juric? Is it yep. Rich? Dritch? Dritch? Yeah. I'm not going to go Z- Lucy Zelich and try and accent it properly, but
1: well, don't don't call his hometown
2: a shithole. <laughs> Is he from Nepal? Definitely not Nepal. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, well, he's definitely not from Adelaide. T- t-
0: talking about Milan, obviously his first goal in the A League, which first game. We haven't game. seen a Mariner do that for quite some. First time. First game,
1: first goal. So you can't you complain know, with that.
0: Like I think, from that I think, distance as well. I
3: think uh, I think someone that's probably escaping too much of a mention, is um, I almost said Hayden Foxen. It's Dylan, Dylan Fox. Fox. Dylan. I thought he was really good on the weekend. Very solid at centre-back with his proles. I think they both linked up well with the midfield in front of them with Gigi and Stesnes, um, early on. Uh, I think I – think
1: the one mistake Zicky. Fox made, though, was for the corner that Jukie scored from. So that was that one mistake that, was that he had. one mistake,
2: But yeah. he had a pretty good game. Yeah. He knew it. We knew it. Everyone yeah. knew it before the corner yeah. mistake. <laughs> and it's,
3: it's it's hard to blame the handball on him. But, yeah, I think giving away that corner was the one thing that he probably maybe could have potentially done better. But I think where we struggled was with our wingbacks, with Ziggy and Klisby going forward. I think Klisby defensively was okay going mm. forward. Was a struggle, Ziggy. I mean,
1: he's more, way Jesus. more defensive as a wing back than he is attacking.
3: Ziggy, Ziggy. I'm sorry for me. It's been pretty clear off the couple of games he's played out there. He's not a wing back. He's not an attacking wide player. If that's how we're going to use him for the foreseeable future, it's not going to work.
0: He, he did get caught out a couple of times. Does not have
3: the gas tank. Does not have the legs. Does not have the attacking. Brain, I don't think to play in that sort of a role. I think he's a centre back.
2: Well, we are forming a good partnership there in the centre of defence, so that could be keeping him out of there. Yes. At the same time, though, from the um, you know depth point of view, um, and we haven't mentioned him too much yet, GG. What an amazing effort considering mm. how long he's been off the pitch to come on and... I thought it was a bit risky throwing put it, him in. But Mate, did, I thought it was a super did, risk to he be He did honest. okay. Well, he did fantastic considering yeah. he hasn't been on the pitch. Like how can he have any match fitness when he mm. hasn't been near a pitch for a couple of months and he's been recovering all of that time. Um, so, So he did a great job. Is it possible that the reason why those pair are maybe not in their own positions at this stage is because we actually do have some depth and they have alternatives that we're making use of?
3: Yeah, I mean that's a fair point. I just I think well, who else will we put out wide for Ziggy?
2: That's what I was trying to think
3: well, of. Well I think you would you would swap Rolls and Ziggy.
1: Well that's what I was just about to say to all you guys. But
3: Rolls has been playing well in centre back, so then what yeah, sort of yeah, do almost we, do we, punishing do we, one
0: The club announced today him. that, you know, Lewis Miller's now on a, a scholarship yes. contract. So he's obviously in defence. You know, he can
1: He's an option, but he's very he, raw he's so a youth yeah, play,
0: but maybe that's yeah. what we you know
3: give you for chance. He's definitely one in. for. He's, yeah. I think Lewis, Lewis will be there. He's one if sort of a few injuries probably come about. But I'm 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 just I'm very concerned about the whole Ziggy playing and why. Do Ziggy, we I don't like it?
1: Do we swap Ziggy for Rolls like he just said? Do we put Rolls to right back and put Ziggy as centre back? I don't know. I would Call prefer stage. that. Is that... Yeah, I, I think would, I would probably prefer that. I, I think would, Rolls has been yeah. okay at right back. Well, I think he's played right back a couple of times, hasn't he? Yeah. And Rolls is younger, probably got more of a motor in him, more legs. Ziggy... So I Ziggy, think that's an option. Yeah.
3: Ziggy just... Love- like there was there was that one time when the ball fell to DDS and he flicked it into space yes. out on the wing. Yes, I remember and that. And Ziggy just wasn't didn't there. It. Wasn't there. Didn't, didn't yep. click that that's what was about to happen. And he just... You could tell every time we lost the ball, sort of higher up the pitch, Ziggy was sort of thinking, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. He has to get back. And he just he just hasn't got the legs for it, I don't think.
0: Yeah, there was a few people upset in the bay with some of
3: Ziggy's
1: decisions. <laughs> I think.
3: Well, yeah. we've got some
2: interesting potential. Potential. There it is. We've got some interesting um, possibilities that could come up in the future because we've got Ruan Tongic to come back into the side, of course. So there's mm. a central defender. Oh, yeah. that's I, and, uh, we I also, haven't even thought about him. We also have Kim. Who isn't a central defender, of course, but is a midfielder. But he's in that, um, you know, four block that is going to be in the centre of our defence. When he does come back,
3: we're 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 almost overstacked with DMs
2: and centre back type players. Well, it kind of makes you wonder whether or not we're not a natural for what some people have suggested with the back three, like
1: what Stadge was saying. Wasn't he? The Stadge is a bit defensive minded with the DMs and the CBs.
2: Yeah, but I could see us going to a back three where we've got lots of central defenders who could play those roles on both sides. Rowdy's
1: um, happy with that one.
2: Um and so and it it's would also take care of the fact that we've got so many midfielders because we'd have five in there and that would, you know, allow us to play two in front of the three probably if we that's what we wanted to do.
3: Who would you have as a back three? Fox? G Ziggy. Fox, GG, Ziggy. Yeah, probably. Is
2: that, but but or I do I feel we
1: like prefer? Is that too slow though? Or do we prefer JJ in midfield?
3: Uh, Fox, Rolls, and Ziggy in a back three. I'm yeah, the, left I'm, for
2: Rolls, right for Ziggy, and Fox in the middle. Yes, but I'm more comfortable with that.
1: Who goes it, to right wing back?
2: Well, there's no such thing, so to speak, is there in a the back three? No, there's a
3: winger. Yeah, but the that that's home. that. In there lies another problem that. We don't have an out-and-out winger. Unless you... Because with
1: them, we, we either put all out yeah. there or he stays in 10, which is when he played well on the weekend. So you don't really want to move all or, or mm.
2: DDS
3: but I would be comfortable with all out on the wing.
2: <laughs> How interesting that we have enough depth and flexibility to be able to see, come up with, weird. conjure up all this stuff we're no way, about there's here. There's no way
3: we could have this conversation last season. Exactly.
2: Season we before. just didn't have the options there. At the moment, we've got two um, no. players who could be key in that those areas who are sitting on, on the sidelines. And uh, and Gigi, we don't even know whether or not his natural position is where he played and did well on the weekend or whether we see him as a central defender. Mm. Maybe he's a right back um, as well. So... So we've got a lot of options there, and it's that's, that's a good. It's good that we're having these conversations yeah, I mean,
3: at this I'm, time. I'm I'm pretty comfortable. Like I said, I'm not comfortable with Ziggy playing that attacking wide role, but I'm pretty comfortable with everything else. Clisby going forward still needs works work, but defensively he's. I thought okay. he was much
1: better on the on the weekend than he had been last season. He but does.
0: It's weird. Clisby can whip in a corner though. He can. Like he, he comes
3: up with some half
0: comes up with a couple of crosses. Things.
3: And then sometimes he'll put across into Rosetta and you're thinking why can't where like why can't you just be a little bit more consistent? That free kick in the first half
1: when yeah. he was over it and it's gone yeah. into you know the back of the RBB.
3: Why is why is he on free kicks? For God's sake. I don't know. Who else is
2: gonna do it? Well the yeah, one he took in the to F A Cup. Surely granted it was a goalkeeper.
1: One player yeah, that we yeah, should mention that we talked to today that we haven't mentioned yet. Was uh, Gianni? Yes, he nice. had a, he had a very good game, and you'll hear that interview um, after this. Yep. Um uh, He was a, a good chat, so yep. definitely stay tuned for that. But I thought he had a good game.
3: Really, Silvera. really happy with Stensness. Really happy with Milan.
0: Yep. coming off the awesome. bench was
1: Milan is an option at centre back as well. Yeah, so yeah, maybe so he was to- he was so sort of going into centre back, so that's another thing we can think of. But yeah, yeah Milan and, was and good.
2: Haven't we actually had Gianni play in there? So there's another mm. one. So so we've got we've quite
1: got so many hybrid midfielders and yeah. defenders, don't we? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and
2: we've got
3: that's quite, but we was, don't have that was alluding. That's important. Yeah, I was, this is where it's getting to. That was Fred, alluding. Fred picks that was alluding to away. my point. Is that I'm comfortable that we can jig things around in the back of the field and in the midfield and be you know a little bit more solid than we were on the weekend, even though we were good. But the issue, the elephant in the room, is up top. That's we mm. like. As much as we love Muzzo, and we all love Muzzo, we got bloody t-shirts made for him. Obviously, he 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 will be he would have lost sleep that night over those two chances that he had. Mm-hmm. And if if he's going to make it as a footballer, if he's going to make it in this league, he simply has to put those away. That was a
1: big chance for him to say, oh, "I'm going to be I'm going to yeah. be starting next week as yeah. well, and the week after that from scoring those goals." But now, because yeah. he's missed those chances, you have to expect that Simon's coming straight back in.
2: Well let's hope he knocks off that monkey because even though I don't tell it to my teammates too often then you do everyone takes it seriously wherever you play in your football world and for me if I don't score goals in my old man's team then even if my mates are not kicking me about it was then of course, the, he, of course of course he brings the up the his final? bloody
1: Gosford City team so every you, single podcast Did you
2: score what a load of bollocks but, but <laughs> getting it up but getting every to the time. but getting to the point the, that the, you scored the, in that grand final. The point is simple. The point is that as a striker, if you miss some opportunities, it starts to get in your head after a while, and if it if that continues for Murray, and it's not then the first it'll be hard for it? him. Yeah. No, and that's so I I really want him to finish one soon because he knows about that one in the FFA Cup as well.
3: I feel like if he, he gets a goal, that. I feel like if he gets a goal, he'll get out of his own head.
2: Floodgates open, yep. all mm. of that stuff. That's, really,
1: that's what we have to hope opens this pretty, week. Yeah, yeah, this, this is one we want because remember he had that. He had yeah. that game up there like last season. Well, actually, well, that's, that's where the t came from. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, that's, the that can fire him up and get him off the mark. Because I, I definitely agree. Once he's, It's it's the same for a lot of players, a lot of, lot of attackers. You just get that first goal of the season, pressure goes away. And I think a couple of people have been saying it, I've seen on the forum, of maybe he's trying to do too much, We're trying to maybe set up a teammate rather than going on instinct. So maybe uses it using his instinct up front rather than trying to maybe create for someone else. So But I if he starts having those point.
2: conversations in his own head, mm. that's when we've lost already. And yeah. that, that was the
3: point I, I think was trying to make. A few people brought it up on the weekend as well. It's like he sees the ball in the back of the net before he sort of decides what he's actually gonna do. He's like, Oh, I'm gonna score this or he, he I don't know, it's he's he's clearly he's clearly overthinking. Mm. He's every, every time he gets a chance, he's overthinking it. Might be a case of being that, sort of overexcited too. Are you just
1: that chance where he Or he panics, or it's get, like a combination yeah.
3: of all of them that it's yeah. the
1: chance that he got with the cross into the box where he decided to chest it rather than head it. Yeah. I think that's the prime example of that was his chance. That was his. That. his yeah. that was his
3: chance to be to be like you don't need Matty Simon because I'm here. And there was another one too that was someone put in a cross and it, it just sort of missed his head. And you know you sort of think to yourself if that was Matty Simon, he might have gone. On, on at the end of it. But if Murray buries the other two chances, you're not even talking about that chance. Mm, no, so yeah. that that's, you know, I feel for him and I yeah. dead set love him and I, I really want it to work because, as we've said a hundred times as well before, is I'm not comfortable with Maddie Simon up top on his own hand for the rest of the season.
1: But that's the pressure of being a number nine in the A-League. You have to be scoring yeah. goals and mm. you have to just think of him being a bit younger, still being a little bit raw, but now... He's going to have more expectation on him because he's already had that full season mm. to adjust, and now this is his season to get a few goals, a few more goals on the board. Because what did he get last season? Three. I think so. We need more than that from our number nine. So, yeah. and obviously, like Fred was just saying about not having a recognised number nine. That's not Simon. We, we do. Is going to be tough. Than <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Peter. So yeah. shout out to Pete Bright. <laughs> So yeah, that the whole goal scoring situation is a is an interesting one, but like like Luke was saying, I'm happy with the midfield and the defence after the first game. It's just the most vital thing about football, putting the ball into the back of the damn net.
3: Yeah. yeah. I think I think we'll be we'll be fine against the other two thirds of the comp. We will seriously struggle against Sydney victory in Perth. That's my... I'd agree with that. That's my prediction after the first round.
1: I would I definitely agree with that. I'd say what I've seen, I think we'd be okay against everyone except probably those top three sides mm. who have much better attackers than us that can put the ball into the back of the net. That's when you've got to think about when they score, get a few goals up. That's when we've got a reply, but where's the reply going to
0: come from? So Talking of the other teams... There are other teams in the A League, including mm. a new one called Western United. What do we think? They got their first win, first one for one against Wellington. It was the return of the Rudan back to. There was some bloody funny shit come out of There was is some, this, is this some very good memes. Is
1: this why we talk about Borussia scoring the winning goal? Okay.
0: There's that as well. But um, they, I, I, what I, do we think so far? Manty is gun. He was a weapon on the, the weekend. He's good. Yes. We did he's like, that. he's, what, he's Must like 37,
1: watch. 38, but yeah. he's still playing
0: well. Um, McDonald's as well. He's of age. He's like almost Morrow's age. I mean, <laughs> the,
1: the, the Western United front three is a combined age of about 100, but I think they'll be all right.
3: Yeah, and it worked on the but weekend. But
1: I think, was it, was it you, Luke, who said on Twitter or someone said, Western United, when it gets into summer and they play a day game, those older legs probably might struggle and that's where teams might get them.
3: When we get get like into later January, that front sort of three or four, those old legs, if they don't manage, I mean, and I'm sure, you know, if, if they don't manage them well, which I'm sure Rudin will do, but he hasn't had a team, if you think back to last season at Wellington, he had a lot of younger players that were guns. Now he's got older players at the guns. Got so Tay at
1: the back as well.
3: Yeah, so he has to manage that in a very different way. So it'd be interesting to see how he does that because I think if they if they manage it well, they'll be good. Like I I put the, I think I actually put them below us on the table on my uh, little table prediction before the game started on Friday. But after the, watching them on the weekend, I thought no shit, they might actually make the top six because they. If you look across that whole side, it is quite stacked with good players,
1: and Connor Payne was very good. I thought Payne was probably their, their most like outstanding outlet because he was, was the only one who us, showed though. good speed up front, whereas, I don't know, I was watching the game because I felt as if the game would just had the slowest tempo. It was mm. a typical, I guess, being round one, you have to sort of expect maybe a slower tempo game, but I just thought that game was extremely slow.
0: Well, talking of slow, the Melbourne Derby. Mm-hmm. That was horrible. That was horrible. Nil all. Um, even Ola came out at the end of the game saying it was a rubbish game. <laughs> Did he? <Yeah. laughs> I missed that. Um, so, the question is, is, do we need a derby in the first round? No.
1: It's
3: stupid. No.
0: Do we just need to let we teams need... bet in first? Mm. Yeah.
1: We need teams to get some momentum, I think. Around five or six derby is when I would personally have it. So you've got that those four games under the belt to get you into the season. Even this five weekend is too early. For yeah, a, for, for, for the, the greatest derby And it's ever. and it's yeah. the, and it's the scum's first game of the season because they had the bye last
2: week. Yeah. So there's just there's same Not situation. enough. Not enough. Too much. Don't want to lose mentality, and that yeah. that just means you know you get that kind. Of, I started watching the game, but then put it on um, six times because it was that annoying that I needed to get through it. <laughs> quickly (laughs) and it also eliminated the commentators but yes it was a boring game um the you you didn't listen
1: to the kiwi commentators are you talking about the melbourne Derby? no i'm talking about the melbourne Derby.
2: but the the, i didn't listen to the kiwi commentators either though because i was just too starry-eyed about the fact that demante kept dropping balls on so areas good. the size of a coin. And if he keeps doing that, then Barisha and his mates up front there, they won't have to run anywhere. They you don't have to worry about goals. the heat. Well, I, <laughs> I,
0: I, I think I saw on Twitter. It's just like he, he has the ball on on a string. Yeah, on, there was like oh. a, it's a, just, minute,
3: a minute and a half highlight video today of just every ball that he played. It yeah. was just inch perfect. The, the, the one he
2: put through for Connor Payne, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else, including him, is looking in the it's other like direction It's like Connor Yeah, <laughs> kiss, kiss fingers emoji. Yeah. Kiss
0: the fingers yeah. with that Beautiful. ball. That Love awesome. it. Sydney, Adelaide, Sydney, just continuing on what they did last year. Similar, really um, similar VAR
1: there. handball decision in our in that game with our, with us as well. So and see,
3: see that one, I disagree with completely. Me too. Because what is he supposed to do? How can you argue? How can you argue that your arm—that's that his arm—is in an unnatural position if he's in the air? You don't jump with your hands down by, by your side, side yeah. And he's half a meter away from him. What is he supposed to do?
2: Yeah, that's not
3: clear and obvious. All it's of the things a that's wrong
2: with VAR. Yeah. What's that young fella Toure up front for Adelaide? Yep. Scored. Yeah. Should have been able to celebrate his goal and enjoy that moment, but had to turn it into this stunted wander around the pitch, waiting mm. for it to be over.
0: It's just well, it's the same as the Cam in the Melbourne. Yeah. You know, yep. Another person, first goal in the A League. Two young to players. Celebrate and what a moment! It gets poo pooed
2: mm. and it's ruined. That moment is ruined for both of them. Yeah. In, in Cam Soba's case, at least he gets to replay it too. He got his goal, but he didn't get to enjoy the celebration because no. it was stunted by the VAR. And I'll be honest. I don't the offside that um that maybe was the decision of the game, I don't think that was offside. Sorry, V A R Yeah, I know
3: it's yeah. Was it
2: barbaroussis Or um Old Mate um what's his name? LaFonda know. up front that um was Barbarouss marginally offside. No. Yeah. No he wasn't.
3: Barbaroussus, no.
2: No, it wasn't no, offside.
3: It, it, yeah, there was don't rubbish me. Too much of it on the weekend. I mean, we 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 might go through the next round with not one VAR thing. Yeah, but there was just a lot of it on the weekend, right, and we're it better. was it was not yeah. a good introduction.
0: <laughs> was there? Was there VAR, Was the VAR used in Perth versus Brisbane? I can't remember. Uh, I kind of blacked out uh, no. during that game. But Robbie the, Fowler's first uh, A League no. game, mm. they snatched that
1: very they? very late equaliser. know oh, it was they, sorry,
3: VAR was used because it decided oh, because the, oh they,
1: it it the, goal. the yeah.
0: Right, it was okay. yeah. So the, the,
1: all, the late game in Perth always has like me popping out Z's. It's mm, always Perth should have done better. Yeah, Perth. Perth, have I think done Perth th- way better had that one goal and they thought oh one nil's enough. I, I asked one, the one question
0: uh, to the boys. You know, uh, Castro Keo combo or a Castro Fornaroli combo? You know, I think the Castro Fornaroli. Either, either one, I would dream of. Uh, you can't have wouldn't nice it be science. nice Wouldn't
1: it be nice To have that at your club You're
2: not allowed That's To have nice things Josh
3: Damn <laughs> um, <laughs> Castro all day And Fornaroli
2: I think Yep Totally on that
3: Castro I mean I can't remember How old he is Off the top of my head He's like 35 Isn't he uh, 36 or something like that Yeah I think he's a, Even I I think he might be 36 ladies, To
2: ladies the Google machine Abs- Go
3: Absolutely killed it On the weekend He retired Scott Neville with 37 back- <laughs> oh, 37 <That>. oh. Castro <laughs> is 37 He retired Scott Neville With a bloody backheel nutmeg that was and it was beautiful. That was beautiful. And Scott Neville was at fault for the goal too that Perth basically gave away with his shank. Um so no but it was it was a good I think Perth will be up there again this season, but it was a good snagged point uh by Brisbane. And as much as I don't want the snake up front for Brisbane to have any success, I do want to see Robbie Fowler do well because Whilst My. whilst whilst I I don't like the idea of he this got a footballing legend. Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't like the idea that he got the gig just because of who he is, but because of who he is, if he does well,
0: it'll bring a lot of attention. Yeah, exactly. to The league
1: just not against us at Brisbane away. You
0: just see exactly. you see everything on Twitter. You know, adding Robbie on congratulating for his first point. Yeah, you know, it's it's like a lot of football journalists heaps, in the UK. Oh, okay. heaps of people yeah, have got eyes problem. on it. So. Yes, it's Brisbane. You know. So if
3: Roy if Roy can headbutt someone and get suspended for the rest of the season again and then so he doesn't have to enjoy any of the success then
0: they can do it right I'll, I'll be happy all right so right now we will head over and have a chat to Gianni Stenzness uh, and then we'll be back in a sec to wrap up with upcoming weekend with Derby all right FTS <laughs> 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 alright thanks
2: Gianni <irregularly outedadadadadadadadadada_>
0: why, why <laughs> my singing was my thing no <laughs> it's alright only <laughs> I <sing>. may <laughs> well I don't know how to use the, the, the Jimmy intro music so <laughs> I don't know how that's going to get in there
2: so Jimmy, Jimmy will figure he'll it out he'll
0: put it in there <early> um, so we're back thank you Gianni for, for your time uh, and good luck for the weekend so this weekend the derby the big
1: one The big kahuna. The
0: best derby ever.
1: The original and the best derby.
0: Where do we sit? Obviously, Simon's back from suspension, so you would assume that he would be taking back the armband. As much as we don't think. The two
1: words that I would use for the game are cautiously optimistic. I think that last week we played pretty well and didn't deserve to lose that game in the slightest. I thought we were the better team for most of the game. If the performance is at that same level, and the Jets come out flat in their first game of the season, I think that we're a very good chance of uh, getting those three points on the board, and that'd be the best way to uh, kick off our season.
3: It's weird. I've paid very little attention to the Jets all preseason.
1: They've had injuries. They've had an injury crisis, so that's a good a good thing for us. Not that I've
2: tried to pay little attention to mm. them for 15 years. Well, <laughs> I've, I've definitely been guilty
1: of like only focusing on like ourselves and <laughs> barely focusing on it's, the other it's, teams. It's
3: weird because I don't know if I do it subconsciously or not, but I just pay very little attention to them. Um, may, I mean, maybe it is just because I, I don't really give a shit about what you do. I
0: mean... No, it's, and it's valid, you know. We don't really care what they do. No. You know, you know we know there's been some financial problems. You know, with their owner,
1: Houlihan is a big loss you know, for them. He they, was—they've
0: got a lot of injuries. A main
1: signing, well, Hulahan yeah. was a main we signing for them, and he's out till January. So, so is um, um, harsh luck.
3: Kane Shepherd is another one who's been injured and he's out for a while. Yeah, um, and I mean they—they they haven't really, they haven't signed anybody. Fitzgerald, anybody of note. Yeah, well, they got the pie boy. That's a, um, that's, that's what you need <laughs> in your team. But they haven't like Miller is the obvious, you know, snack. Wow. Snack for this season. It seems to be weird. The last few seasons we have a snack to um, pinpoint during the derby, so that'll be fun. Maybe maybe we can make so him cry again. Be...
0: <laughs> so, which side will he be on? He'll be running at Ziggy.
3: If he's running at Ziggy, I'm Uh-oh. like leaving at halftime.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he will not be running at Ziggy because as much, no, as much got no left for as it, much as much as he's a
3: snake, he's quite a good footballer and he's bloody quick. That's, so if he's yeah. on Ziggy's side, he
1: I think he had like. Ugh. Double the double the more assists than anyone else in our team last season. So mm. he's he's a, he's an attacking outlet. But then you have to think about on the other hand, just like last season, is there space for us to uh, counter attack with uh, putting balls in for Muzz and Simon to get onto if that's if they start together to uh, exploit that space. So that'll be interesting to uh, to see. What do we think about the starting lineup? Do you think? Maddie comes straight back in to start, and Muzz yeah, goes out. Or do we think both of them start up for, up top?
2: I was just looking at the list, thinking who would we take out of that side now. Like I don't think mm. I can't think of mm. anyone who deserves, think, deserves to lose their spot. Yeah. I mean, I I I
3: don't I don't think I don't think Murray deserves to lose his spot, but uh, I would probably bring Simon in.
2: Hmm.
0: But you run the we risk. risk. Of him doing what he Something did stupid. in the FFA Cup, which yeah. ruined the game for us. Yes. We were winning. And
1: it's the Derby, and you know he's we going to get at, at a least why? a yellow.
3: You know what? I would bring him in just to give Nigel Bugard a good kick. That's why I would bring him in, because it's the Derby. Or <laughs> in, to and let, to say
1: a positive, would there be, he, he knows what the Derby's about. He's a coast boy. Yeah, it's true. He's going to fire the team up and say, you know, we get this job done right bloody now and push us on for a win. So... It's a it's a complete flip of the coin I think of what's going to happen. I think, Simon.
2: I think you're right Josh that from from a you know uh, sort of battle point of view you kind of got to bring Just them in no for straight the derby, elbows. Yeah, but you have got to control that and uh, maybe um, consider how long we let that happen for in the game. Um, so maybe we need to, you know, 60 minutes um, Mazza to get his chance and 30 minutes Matty Simon in the end. Or we put Matty Simon out there to absorb a few Bougard kicks. Um, maybe get Bougard a red card first and then Mazza on the, the other half of that. I guess it depends on how tight we want to play at the back end because we're going to really have to sacrifice somebody who's done a lot of defensive work. Like we're not going to sacrifice Orr. We're not going to sacrifice De Silva um, we're not going to sacrifice... Well, that Does Silvera us. come in? Well, yeah. But this for is, who? That's this the is the where problem. we got problems, isn't it? That we, well, we the, want to bring Silvera the, back in. There's a good thing of depth, isn't it? That's yeah. the good problems to have. Very yeah, well, you
1: know. And
3: it, It's weird. Like, So, I'm I'm just looking through the Newcastle Jets squad now. There's nobody in here that... Frightens you? That No, there's nobody in here that is really any danger or there's no real... Like threats.
0: Like, Moss is um, still their keeper, yeah?
3: Th- yeah, they've, 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 like, if you, if we run through this squad, right? Moss, Hoffman, Bugard, Ken Orozki, uh, Wes Hullihan's obviously out. Dimi Petrados is obviously. That's a the threat. one, Ken that's kick. the one. That's, that's, that's the one threat I think that they have at the moment. Uh, Nick Fitzgerald, Matt <laughs> Uh, Matt Miller, yeah, a threat, even though he's a snack. still a threat. Um, you know, they, they, they haven't signed anyone of note. And the guy they have the, signed a note is out for three or four months. The guy
1: up front, Arroyo, he's a massive mystery. So, I'm not sure if he's going to be any good or not. But Yeah, and he's, yeah.
3: Only, I mean, he's, you know, played for the Panama national team. So, he must have, must be decent. So, I'm going to assume he starts because otherwise, yeah. they, they literally haven't got a striker. So, I think if we can contain him and Dimi. That's three points, surely.
2: He's got some chance. Didn't he play for Panama at the World Cup? Mm. In fact, I can't remember the details, but they got flogged by England and he scored the goal in it.
1: I can't remember. Came
2: on as a substitute and scored the goal. I might have stolen that from somewhere. I might even be full of it, but that's what I think Arroyo has to bring, which isn't that much. And yes, some of the others are threats, but you have to think that Stadge, if we've noticed the thing about the defending and attacking part of um, Miller's game, you have to think that Stadge is going to punch balls in behind him and make him turn around all the time just to test that defensive theory. Um, so, yeah, interesting options coming up.
0: Very good. So, other games this weekend. We've got Melbourne versus Wanderers.
1: Victory. Although, oh, yeah. yeah, sorry, just to, just to elaborate, there's, there's three but Melbournes now. Yeah, you have to. you so, win three so Melbournes.
0: So Victory, Wanderers, I reckon oh, Victory will walk this in. I'd have to say
1: Victory at home. Yeah, I think Wanderers, you know, we talked about us, obviously, but looking at the Wanderers, there wasn't really anybody that stood out. I thought Juki was good. You know, shout out to Juki for not celebrating against us at all, which was cl- a classy uh, yeah. classy thing to do. Celebrate.
0: <laughs> Fuck
1: it. I, I it. did like Schweigler in midfield for Wanderers. I thought he played very well. But other than that, I don't think they were that impressive at all. So I think Victory will be annoyed at last week. So I would have to say a Victory win.
0: And then Saturday's games, we've got Western United versus Perth. I think this should be...
1: Western's first home game I think at Geelong in this, front of probably, will, what, 4,000 people. This will be so a draw.
0: Hopefully, I, for them, I want them to have a big crowd. I'd love to see. It be like I, I, I think that.
1: I think that'd be nice. It's nice, but I'm not sure whether it's going to happen. I, I'm going to say draw. I, I'm not entirely sure. I think, yeah, I'll say draw.
2: Yeah, I'm afraid. I think Perth are too good to just get nailed um, uh, by um, Western United. So I'm I'm going with the draw as well. Us um, versus the Jets. I'm thinking us. For me, I uh, look, like I'd, I said before,
1: cautiously optimistic.
3: I'd eight A2, to I'd eight to repeat of last season. So uh, yeah, see, i,
0: I, I don't strong need win. That
1: a strong win would set would be such a great statement. <laughs> no, to make.
0: just a a ninety third winner. <laughs> That's all I want. A I don't enemy.
1: I don't care who scores a ninety third minute winner. I don't. Whoever scores it, I'm on the pitch. Um, I'm on the pitch. I've, I'm getting a set of crutches just in case we score a 93 and a Wallaby minute. shirt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, What ab- What about rules commission here? Don't we have to? S- hang on, hang on. We're doing. We we're doing a, th- th- we're, doing a th- th- we're doing a
1: thing here with, with the no round rules. two, mate.
2: What? Yeah, aren't we tipping? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah Aren't I'm we talking about the Mariners game? So I haven't done my tips yet. I haven't. But seen. yeah. He's doing his tips right now. But look, looking at the what people tipped. There are clearly some Mariners fans that have no faith and tipped Wanderers <laughs> to win.
1: I almost did. I can show the results if you want.
0: But of the 50 people... I only got, got a one percentage right. of people that bet against... I'm
1: competitive and I'm pissed off at myself. I only you got one right. Don't bet
0: against the Mariners.
2: Well, then don't burn me about my tip since I'm ahead of you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> did you get yes. two? <laughs>
1: How many did you get? Two?
2: Two. <laughs> oh. One ahead. <laughs> gotcha, got you, baby. Yeah, he's, he's, but he's I'm, still in the top ten. I'm just questioning whether or not we have to tip our own team because I'm tipping us.
0: I always tip. You always tip your own team. Well, no. Melbourne City I versus Adelaide. Yeah, no, fair
2: enough. <laughs> so a funny thing about this
1: game is that City plays Adelaide at home and then they've got the FFA Cup final like four days later. So they play each other twice in four or five days. So that's an interesting oh, one. Um, and then... I will, I will say... Uh, I'm going to sit on the fence again and say draw. And then, yeah, draw.
0: Shitty. City? All right. Uh, and then the last game on Sunday at six. Sydney. Shitney. Phoenix. Sydney at home.
1: Yep. Sydney. Uh, Sydney
0: easy peasy. And Bris Vegas has the bye. But
2: yeah, they should be able to overcome the bye.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> talking to <laughs> tipping...
1: That's a, that's, a, that's a bloody dad joke if I've ever heard one.
2: still worked on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to keep going, but no.
3: Nah, nah. Through to the keeper. Yeah, how, how are the tips? Move on.
0: Tipping. So it's still open. It's open to anyone. If you haven't joined, uh, please do so. I just want to remind everyone, if you are in it and you don't put your tips in, you get the away teams by default. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, What is is that name? Sex drugs, sex drugs, and and Carton Cole. Cole. That's good. Got four this week. That is
1: that is an amazing name. Uh, Uh, Shout out to whoever that is, if you're listening. I hope
0: you are. So shout out to 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 sex drugs and Carton Cole, Bendy, Marky Mark, J and Mr. Pryor uh, are the top four. Uh, Morrow. Hey, can he's I just
2: shout out to the um, Moro domination because it'll never happen again probably, at least from three of us. But I'm pretty sure SGM is a Moro. K-Moro is obviously a Moro. And
1: we got Benos, Moro, no. 77, which has been a war drop. Moros. So he's in sixth. So, so we had, shout out to all those so guys. We had,
3: we had two people get four out of five. That's a decent effort. Yep. But it, but
1: guys, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I'm coming. <laughs> is that Jimmy? Uh, I think
3: uh,
0: Yes,
1: P-Jimmy.
2: Yeah, okay. Yes.
0: Okay. Yep. There um, is a, a majority from 10 to... Forty-five. Basically, he's all got two right ones and twos. Yeah, yeah. and then the rest so Josh, you
3: and I are either one or two, and you, Fred. I got,
1: I got one. Yeah, I'm I like only got 24, the so. only one I got right was Western United winning. You're the keeping very I
2: quiet about wrong. this,
1: Luke.
3: Well, I'm not happy.
2: How many did you get? <laughs> how many you did two. you get? I don't know. You got two. Do I? Yeah. Oh, how did he get two? But he's not That's in the just ten. the top ten. Ah, thank you for including me there, Fred.
0: It's very clear that it's one to ten, but I'm it's alphabetical go order.
3: I should be in front of you.
2: Luke, it should be alphabetically ordered. That's how it should e be. E before L. Anyway, mate. anyway,
0: <laughs> everyone is still. You can join, go crazy. It's go, free. Go and do it. Go nuts. Go and join. It's a, a bit of fun. So no, there's a prize. We just don't know what it is yet. Yeah.
1: So, last thing that we should mention, I think, is the Socceroos, who won 5-0 over Nepal last week and are playing Chinese Taipei tonight. Vive Nepal! As of recording.
2: Nepal, that is to you.
1: Nepal, Nepal. They are saying Nepal. Don't so Nepal so me. It's Nepal. It's, it's Nepal. Apparently Nepal, it is.
2: It is and Nepal. And
1: the, the one player that stood out because he's about seven feet tall is um, Harry Suter. Not really. He's, what, 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, simply, simply too tall. Just put the ball into the box and put it on his head, and he'll probably score. So he's he's a he's a big fella. Um, and then the game tonight, Chinese Taipei um, should be a pretty comfortable win. So first round of qualifying for the um, the ugh, guitar World Cup. So yeah, ah. little mention of soccer is that we should do. But yeah. I'm looking forward to EPL back this week because I, I hate international break. Oh,
0: because I love waking up at two o'clock in the morning.
1: Mate, my um, body my body my body clock is stuff so I'm happy with it
2: what time is this um Chinese TP game it's at 10 tonight I mean I think. to pie. 10 10, Ten. Ten. plenty 30 of time. tonight I think. good stuff I like the international brat because then we can watch our team play
0: love it awesome hey. that's it boys thank you f- so much for having me good, good hosting, well done, Fred. Fred
2: yeah it's nice work
0: right said Fred Jimmy will make it sound <laughs> amazing I'm sure he will he's
1: the editing wizard Perform
0: miracles um, and uh, yeah yeah see you next week let's we'll talk do it next week fts
1: remember fts and come have a beer at bay road pre-game
0: oh yes bay road Get oh those. yeah sorry uh, so the yellow army are uh are doing a bay road pre-game uh drinks details so coming out
1: hopefully sometime
3: soon s- so look so on so the socials
0: yep. for the yellow army facebook page and and twitters
3: i don't know how i haven't been to bay road yet but all reports from the FFA Cup game. Well, you're coming, you're coming on Saturday,
1: awesome. and you're having a beer with me, mate.
3: Just purely because of the beer, it's amazing. I've had the lager; it's amazing. All right, good beer, recommend. good
1: beer, good, good, uh, good company. Um, you know, get us ready, get it, get in the mood for smashing the scum. So get around it.
0: now joined with Central Coast Mariners membership manager Ian Shand. How are you mate? Yeah good mate, how are you doing? Very good, very good. Um, So you've just joined, how's it been so far?
4: It's been, right. it's been a bit hectic this week is not fun <laughs> but um yeah with the ffa cup and it will run and everything, it's been fantastic so just uh looking forward to a good match on saturday now awesome yeah.
0: awesome and how's it been uh
4: following you in the big man's shoes <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone says they all go you got big shoes to fill yeah and i'm like yeah well i've got size 12 feet yeah pretty good yeah no it's been fantastic Dan's great he yells at me every day makes sure I'm doing the right job and uh, it's good good to have around very good
0: so So, uh, can you shed us shed any light on what's been going on with the membership and you would like to share some
4: membership numbers what we're at at the moment yeah of course so memberships still not too bad actually we're down on last year which was expected but we're still over 4,000 members right now we're expecting a big jump this week Uh, with the game coming up as well it's been increasing slowly every day which has been great um yeah it's it's been it's been tough just due to pre-season last year if you're saying it made it a bit tough um but this year the pre-season was a lot better obviously with the ffa cup run the signings coming in a lot more of a buzz about the club so it's been great coming into the club to work in that atmosphere where everyone's up for it and, yeah, so it's it's getting there. I think, personally, I don't think, obviously, we'll, we won't increase on last year, but we'll get very close to hitting the same target that we had last year, and hopefully then, if it's a good season this year, which is looking like it will be next year, we'll keep going and, yeah, keep improving, basically. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you've just answered the question that I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you about, like, what are your goals for membership numbers? Is it, is it to get to the level we are at last season, or is it to get that record membership number. Yeah,
4: well, Obviously for this year, it's just for me. I want to get a bit of a stability around it all, make sure we're not dropping any more than we have been. And then once I've then got that, and then my aim is, I obviously have a target in my head for three, four years down the line that I'd like to reach. I'm not going to say that. But <laughs> that is, I do want to keep improving the club and getting better. You see the other clubs in Australia, Melbourne Victory have 22,000 members. Obviously that's in Melbourne, but it is achievable if the club is playing well and they're community are invested in it and that's the idea of the Mariners this year with the Florida Badge campaign is getting everyone back into the community back into the club so in the following years then it spikes up and keeps going and obviously we need the club to play well but the team that we've got right now are fantastic they really are showing they're up for it so if they play well everything's going to go on the right track.
3: Is there anything new that you've wanted to bring to the table sort of for this season obviously with Dan having been here for the last sort of three or four seasons? new ideas new sort of way of thinking is there anything that you've sort of thought of oh, maybe we should try this and it might actually work
4: yeah there's everyone has new ideas like dan's fantastic he's been in the club five years now and he's done a fantastic job but it's always good to get a new face and a new ideas coming in uh, now and then, even if it is five years. Um, personally, right now, I've not changed anything much yet because the first few months have been just getting into the rhythm of everything. I have ideas for next year and what I want to do regarding... Uh, personally like the membership packs making them a bit more unique to individuals potentially, stuff like that Uh, but for this season it has just been getting into the role, making sure I know how everything's working and then next year then I'm going to start trying to implement ideas that I have if they work. Obviously some of them will just be shut down straight away because they don't work and they've tried them in the past, that's fine but at least it's something for me if I bring them forward then we can look into whether it's a good option or not Um, So people will obviously hear that
0: you have an accent um you want to introduce the, the the listeners to maybe have what experience has it been coming from overseas to australia how long you've been here for you know just yeah of course over, just a, a general intro of who is ian
4: <laughs> um, so i first came over back in uh, 2015 as a backpacker so i did the standard uh, i slept in hostels for 11 months straight worked in the scary canary in sydney which everyone between the age of 18 and 30 seems to know that name and they kind of go oh, when i say that that's yep. where i worked
1: I know, I know it. Yep. yeah
4: exactly so i survived there um did a year went back home uh, after a year i was kind of done i needed to get back home see my family and friends And then it must have been two two weeks after I got home, I met an Australian girl and then ended up a year and a bit later coming back out here. And here I am now. I've been here just over a year, uh, around last September. Um, And yeah, we've just settled on the Central Coast and this is us, like with this job and her job, we're getting a life started together so yeah it's i'm loving i'm sure it's not it's not scotland i'm gonna admit that you know it's got nothing on scotland but it's still it's a <laughs> so
1: <laughs> it's i'm sure still, you and ziggy are getting along but oh yeah
4: we are yeah McGlinchy has house as well oh yeah. patrick they both support celtic and rangers so you know that oh, will at some stage still... cause a bit of course <laughs> you know not, no why complaint. rangers oh my dad brought me up in rangers yeah okay. so his dad his uncle brought him up
1: him it's up always up. one or the other isn't
4: it yeah yeah so but like i'm not from glasgow so i'm not from that whole area of where you get brought up on it, it was all due to my dad. He just got me into them when I was young and it's, it's, so every game we watch, every game we talk about and stuff like that, so even with being opposite side of the world, we still talk, it's great.
1: So what sort of experiences did you have before that has allowed you to come into this role?
4: Um, so I worked in hospitality mainly uh, for near enough 10 years now. One of the biggest jobs in hospitality that I had was back in the UK working for McDonald hotels um, so we have McDonald's and McDonald hotels which is very confusing mm. but um, McDonald hotels I worked in the gym there and ran it for um, just over a year as a supervisor so that was all involved in membership so it was slightly different to a football club where we had members rolling every month and it started it wasn't like a season but it got me used to having to get members in and renewing members making sure everything was the product was right for members so coming into this job where I started the internship under Dan and the first thing he said was, okay, call today and get me some members. I was like, perfect done that so that really helped with my experience of how to handle this role and how to mm-hmm. handle speaking to members when they're not in the happiest of moods, we should say um, uh, I guess there's important. been a few of those definitely a skill to that <laughs> <laughs> I, was,
1: I was an intern last year in cold calling I was terrified <laughs> so to have that experience <laughs> yeah, before no, coming into it would yeah. definitely be a big
4: yeah, help the gym helped for that because yeah. it's a gym like no, no one's ever going to be happy with how a gym looks so, oh the weight should be there not there and it's like well,
1: someone's yeah. sweating all over the gear again yeah,
4: exactly <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> Um, so, uh, as you mentioned before, the memberships are, are ramping up. What do people need to do to get either their memberships if they haven't received them or um, are looking to sign up? Are there any current deals going on at the at the moment? Are you going to possibly maybe allow listeners get a discount if they mention
4: the Coast Football Ramble? Yeah, of course. So, um, first thing first is regarding to the Newcastle game coming up if um everyone should have had their membership card sent out that has renewed or bought a membership in the last few months but if not if they haven't received it yet they just need to contact us let us know and i will print off a new one if possible and get ready for them or let them know if it is supposed to be arriving this week um if they have renewed a membership in the last couple weeks or it won't have been sent out we are doing all that in the house now and we'll be taking it along to the game so they can come and collect it on day and drive in a membership tent So just make sure there will be a queue there so come early we'll be there from about half three four o'clock it's a good few hours where people can queue up get their uh, packs get their cards and be ready Uh, so yeah that's the first big point that people need to be aware of that we will also be doing at a game for people who haven't signed up yet at the newcastle game if you bought a ticket and you decide you know if you're winning and it's going great and you want to buy a membership come find us we'll be on the western stand area with a stand there uh doing membership and we will take the price off your newcastle ticket off your membership so you're not paying extra so that's a good thing that should hopefully get if the game's going well which is what we're hoping and what i expecting then yeah come around Positivity. and sign up with me and you get a discount off straight away which is fantastic yeah. awesome yeah. very good awesome well um
0: thank you For your time, welcome to the family. It's a little bit dysfunctional family, but (laughs) you'll get used to it. um, And good luck for the season. Uh, Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. We are now joined by new Central Coast Mariner midfielder Gianni Stenzis. How are
5: you, mate? I'm I'm good, thank you. Very uh just good. got back a couple of hours ago from the central coast, um um training, so doing good. So
0: first question we ask everyone this sauce in the fridge or cupboard? Uh I'd have to say cupboard. Good boy. Yes, good mm. man. Master Excellent. foods love you. <laughs> is it master it has, foods?
3: It
1: has to be master foods. <laughs> no,
5: is it I knew I liked you. If if it was if it was in contention, I'd have to check the label or whatever the label said. If no, don't worry, instead, about, no, don't worry about that. That's just a guide. How man.
2: logical of guide. him!
5: <laughs> don't worry about the label.
2: Check the label. Oof. So uh, after the weekend,
3: you probably pushed your case uh, for a constant starting position with a pretty good performance from yourself. Um, how did you feel after the game? Obviously, probably a disappointing result in the end. Uh, was it three points dropped in your opinion?
5: Uh, yeah, I think so. I think um, we definitely, we definitely, it's hard, it's it's kind of, it's hard to say deserved because you can say that a lot of the time, but in the end of the day, you just didn't get those, you, you didn't win the game. But um, with the way we played, yeah, we could have definitely got more out of that game. So I, 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 could, I do think we could say it was three points dropped.
3: How did you feel? In the midfield with Milan, did you feel like you two sort of dominated the Wanderers?
5: I think so. Well, yeah, I started with Gigi. Gigi was the other two. Yeah, of course. um, For the first 55 minutes. And, yeah, I think we were just quite a a natural partnership. And when Milan uh, dropped there, we we just um, got in the right spaces. And, yeah, I think the team uh, did a really good job of, of playing out from the back. Um, and not only just keeping possession at the back, but also getting in, um, moving it forward, and creating creating some opportunities from that.
3: Did um did sort of everything? Obviously, it's a long preseason, probably almost the longest in the world. Did everything you guys worked on in the lead up to the game sort of work almost as planned? Was there anything that was sort of a bit of a surprise that got to sort of move around during the game?
5: Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it totally. Um, the pictures that we worked on, that we, that we, how we thought Wanderers would would press against us, um, they really came out during the game. So there was no surprises, and I think um, the way we prepared really um, it, it it showed in the game, and like we were comfortable playing out, and yeah, the pictures the pictures were exactly how we thought it would be.
1: So what were your influences to get into football? Did you, did you have an idol growing up, and is football a big part of your family?
5: Um, no, no, I don't have a, I don't have a football uh, background, really. <laughs> my mum was quite a, a sporty, sporty girl growing up, and, but my dad, yeah, obviously coming from New Zealand, my dad coming from New Zealand, he was more into rugby and everything. I think just at a young age, I didn't really have any idols, but i just i played i started playing rugby actually when I was quite young, five or six, and then I switched over to football when I was seven um I couldn't tell you how why that transition occurred, but I know that I was just a very competitive kid, and whenever I did something, I just wanted to be the best at it so so yeah, <laughs> sorry.
2: So New Zealand, um, a few things there. You represent New Zealand because of which part of your family, Gianni?
5: So is my father.
2: Yes. My father. So he's a, so he's a Kiwi. Yeah. The under twenties yeah. experience that you've been going through. Can you? It's but we've just sort of been watching from the sidelines and enjoying those moments, probably with you, um, as you are sort of yeah. gr- growing. Um, as a player and uh, seeing incredible goals like the one at the Under-20s World Cup. Can you walk us through the last few weeks and what you've been up to around that?
5: Yeah, so um, the last few weeks, actually, I was with the Under-23 national team. But as you said, um, yeah, earlier in the year, I was with the Under-20s national team in Poland for the Under-20 World Cup. Um, and yeah, it's 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 been kind of my first experience um, properly in competitive tournaments in international football. I was selected um, for a few Young Socceroos camps, but they never really—they uh, didn't eventuate into going on actual tours with the with the national side. Um, so yeah, I, I switched over to New Zealand for for a, f- a few reasons, but um, but no, it's it's—I think it's been really really good for me and, and really positive for my development um, uh, in football. So. yeah.
0: Talking about development, you obviously have spent some time at the Mariners Academy earlier on. Yeah. Can you can you elaborate on how your time was here uh, at the early stages of?
5: Sure, sure. Yeah, well, um, I came into the Mariners Academy through North Shore Mariners. Uh, the two are affiliated. The partnership yeah, was created, I think, five or six years ago. And, um, yeah, I played two NYL, uh, seasons with the club. Uh, was, was training with the A League off and on. And I think it was my first kind of experience of, uh, an elite and professional environment. Um, and it was, and it was a really good, positive experience in that, in that environment. It's a really friendly, friendly club and welcoming to, to young players. So, yeah, that was kind of the start of my uh, professional development, I guess you could say.
3: So most of us in this room, we normally go and watch the academy just about every week. And I remember when you turned up at the academy thinking, you know, gee, there's a pretty good player. And then after a while, I thought, surely it's not going to be long until you're sort of in training with the first-team squad. And then I think at, mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly when it was but you just sort of disappeared off the face of the earth and we thought well there's another one that got away and then when you popped up in Wellington yeah. we thought Jesus Christ he really got away um can yeah. you sort of can you sort of talk us through how that whole you sort of moving on from the Mariners Academy um ending up in Wellington and then ending up back here sort of all came about
5: Yeah sure um well I think yeah I know exactly uh the story to tell. Well, I I was at the Mariners Academy going through school, and I've always been quite, as I said, I, when I do stuff, I like to like to do them to, to the best I can. I can do them. So you're a smart cookie. We've heard you can just say it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was
5: school. So, so yeah, I worked really hard through school, and um, it was kind of. And the HJC finishes right when the NYL season kicks off, and I, I kind of finished school and and I just I I kind of lost touch a little bit with football, and I just kind of I think I just worked so hard for so long, I kind of burnt out a little bit. So, and there were a few other factors there that that kind of meant uh, I just kind of. Wanted to not put, put football to the side, but just how do I say it? Um, yeah, I just didn't want to have to be committed to that all the time. So I think also it came from I was very pushed, especially by my dad, uh, to to be to be really good, and then uh, that drive. That external drive kind of wasn't wasn't there anymore, and then yeah, I, I kind of just decided look, I'm just going to take a little break, and then I've come back into it. Um, I, I obviously went to Manly United after a couple months off, um, and then to the to the Phoenix. But I came back into football with kind of a rejuvenated drive and, and motivation. Uh, so yeah, kind of how it all happened, and then after the Phoenix. I went to the World Cup and I was a free agent and came back to Sydney uh, and just started trialling with the Mariners and it was, all, it was all good and I liked the club so I made the decision to come and start so, professionally
3: So I guess how obviously you were very good in school which is what we've heard um, <laughs> are you still studying now? Mm-hmm. So I mean how are you still sort of learning if that's sort of something that you're still interested in? Obviously football, football won't last forever um, is that sort yeah. of something that you're sort of Juggling now, doing now that you're a full-time professional and studying.
5: Yeah, that's right. So I decided that when I got back to Sydney, I enrolled in University of Sydney. So I'm, I'm there part-time. Uh, it's 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 quite hard to juggle. Um, so I think I think going forward, uh, I'll move up to a university closer to to the Central Coast. And yeah, it's definitely a big a big aspect of of me, I, I really like to not spread my best, but I'm just really interested in, in lots of lots of things. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to continue that study, I think. But definitely, number one priority is, is football.
3: What are you studying? Out of curiosity,
5: uh, economics and psychology.
3: Yeah, see? Would,
2: Smart cookie. Dog, yeah. Oof! And, and um, <laughs> presumption there that you're doing that somewhere in Sydney, Gianni, so and I think you might have yeah. just revealed a little bit that you, um, uh, as a, a manly player recently and um, you got back from the Central Coast, you probably lived down that way as well, so I can understand how gruelling it might be to have to come up here for an NYL season that is a bit half-hearted at times anyway. I guess that feels a
5: bit easier yeah. now
2: you're on a professional contract?
5: Yeah, that's right. Um <laughs> Uh, the motivation's always, always much more there when, when you're on a professional contract, then you're much more committed to it.
2: Then you've got a future um, to play for, and yeah,
5: yeah, exactly. You, you, you definitely feel like you're more on the path a lot of the times when you're haven't really made it yet. You're questioning the utility of it, especially for me when I was kind of thinking, oh, like I could just. Go full time into a uni degree and um, do well in, on that path. And yeah, there was lots of questions around that. But now that um, it's fully come to fruition, I'm really enjoying it and it's kind of uh, left a bit less ambiguity there. And I can really commit to the football now.
1: So as Luke sort of alluded to a little bit earlier about the, the world's longest preseason, uh, so you've had plenty of time, you know, with the squad and with Stadge as well. So what's sort of like the team environment like? What's what's the vibe at training like? Is it a lot of excitement, and a lot of you know, good good vibes?
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 really good. I, obviously, I, I haven't been there for the whole preseason. I missed a, a few weeks at the start, uh, coming back from from Europe and also been away uh, with the New Zealand national team. But, um yeah, it's it's a really positive environment, and I think one thing that differentiates it from other professional environments is that the big players in the team really support and connect with the, the younger players and the ones that are coming up much more than you see in other teams. So uh, that's something obviously really important to me as a young player. Uh, something that I notice, but um, yeah, it, it's just a really friendly environment and good vibes all the time. And yeah, that's everyone a, loves to be there. I
2: think that's a great insight to um, the workings of inside some of the um, squads. What do you think, though? Like we we're coming off a loss where we feel like we probably should have won. I don't know about you, but I thought we should have won the FFA Cup semi final as well. And so that's mm-hmm. that's two. Recent games where we didn't quite get over the line—is um, it just finishing our chances, or is there more that? What do you think we need to do differently to get the, that a few elusive wins on the board?
5: Oh uh, well, I guess if I knew, I knew the answer completely to that question, <laughs> then oh, all our problems would be solved. But um, you never—you never really know. Uh, there's always there's always key moments in the game where if you switch off, even if you control dominate 95% of the game if you're switching off 5% of the time uh, then you get punished for it and also um, decisions sometimes go against you um, but yeah, I, th- no, I think um, it's it's obviously a long season and it's hard to say uh, exactly what the winning formula is right now uh, but I do think the, our performance against Wanderers and and throughout the FFA Cup showed that we have a lot of wins in us, a lot of points in us.
2: Yeah. So I'm going to just reframe that question slightly. What did Stadge hmm. What did Stadge tell you guys um, we need to do differently than what we did on Saturday or the FFA Cup to to get uh, to the next level that we need to be at? What did he tell you guys?
5: I think. <laughs> well, we haven't gone through completely. We we, we do throughout the week so it's not bombarded up drops on us all all at once but um, I think he said one thing he said was to we did well um, playing out from the back but if we can notice the forward runs um, because we're playing well out out from the back and uh, drawing drawing their press out and beating their press um, we're also creating spaces for the, the two, the two tents and the two strikers, getting them into spaces. And I think one thing we've got to do is is recognise those spaces a bit more, and 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 um, yeah, and give them the ball basically, and um, and use those spaces. Try and go forward if opinion. we can. Yeah, yeah. So it's
0: obviously a big week for preparation and stuff for this for the squad going up against the Jets in the Derby this weekend. Where's the team's headed at the moment? This is also your opportunity to have a jab at the Jets, <laughs> uh, if you want. Um, we will be later on, um, so go for it, Gianni. But how how is the squad mentally preparing for, for, for such a big game, especially early
5: on in the season? Yeah, look, I think every game uh, we prepare... Um, as, as well as possible, and uh, as you said, there's a big there's a big rivalry there, so it's it's extra psychological kind of battle. But for me, I actually haven't played against the Newcastle Jets and haven't felt that yet, so I don't uh, know from experience. Uh, but I think it's a very very uh, individual battle as well. We haven't gone through. Um, the Newcastle Jets and, and really looked at them yet, uh, but we'll do, be doing that over the next couple of days. Um, so yeah,
1: I think you'll definitely feel it. You know, the, the derbies always have that different mm. sort of feeling about it, and I think mm. this mm. one's no different.
5: Yeah, yeah, I, I think so, and I think it's really good that we we're having it at this stage of the season. It should be should be a really good one for the fans. The first the first home game of the new A League season being the derby, so. I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope the fans are too.
2: <laughs> just, just on the fans, I was listening to another podcast that I'm not going to advertise, but they were they were suggesting that uh, the Mariners fans did well on the weekend, uh, good numbers and um, plenty of sound mm. there. What, what did you think about it from the pitch, Johnny?
5: There was, I, I really noticed it. Had a had a few friends and family there as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought it was a really good turnout from the fans as well in that little corner making a lot of noise. uh, We really feel it um, on away games and I'm sure it'll be even more elevated on the home games.
2: Let's hope so.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for your time, Gianni. Once again, welcome to the family. Uh, Good luck this weekend. Good luck with the preparation this week with the squad Um, and we'll see you at the game.
5: Thanks a lot guys. Thanks for having me. (laughs)
0: Awesome. All right. Thanks, Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Fred. Thanks See for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye.
2: Bye. Bye. I love you. I'm not helping that. Nothing can help that.
0: No, no Just kick <laughs> that in. He's just going <laughs> to pick out the big box he does. <laughs> <laughs>